Hi everyone, Radhe Radhe. In this video, we're going to be talking about Vipassana meditation versus Mantra meditation, um, which is going to also talk about dualism versus non-dualism or impersonalism versus personalism or Dvaita versus Advaita, whichever, these are all the same ways of saying both things and uh, it, whichever you recognize or resonate with, um, if you know <laughs> about it. So I'm going to be talking about that. So I had two friends recently go to the Vipassana meditation because they were taking advantage of the end of year uh, vacation time and so they did the 10-day silent retreat. So the Vipassana meditation is a 10-day silent retreat. You do not talk to anybody there. You just meditate for there's 13 hours of meditation. You wake up at 4 or 5 or something early morning and you start meditating. Three hours you are supposed to be in the hall Men and women are separated, men's residence, women's residence, you can't even see each other's residences, they're separated, the kitchens are separated, I mean the hall, kitchen halls, the eating areas, but the main meditation hall is the same, except men sit on one side and women sit on the other side. Um, the food is provided, it's served, it's uh, vegetarian food. You get, uh, I think, breakfast at 6 o'clock and lunch at noon. And then maybe for the first time people, you can get one fruit or something in the afternoon at 4 p.m. And that's it. Um, so you get two meals a day. And the rest, it's kind of like an intermittent fasting. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah. So... It's beautiful. You're not supposed to, you're not allowed to pay for it. It's free. It's absolutely free. And the idea behind that is you go, the moment you pay even a dollar, you have this feeling of entitlement. I paid this much. You should be giving me back this much value for it. But if you don't pay, if you're not allowed to pay even, then you go as a beggar. You go with the mentality of like, like you you're able to receive a lot more because there is zero entitlement in you and then afterwards you can donate like when i attended the suggested donation was 250 dollars but you can donate whatever you want to afterwards um so i think even right now they didn't even say suggested donation or anything there's just it's literally just free <laughs> it's amazing it's really amazing so i've done it i did it in 2014 i've not done it since then i want to do it again Okay, and that being said, there is a caveat to it. Okay, so there are, um, so what I realized, I'm learning this deeper and deeper as uh, both of my friends did it, and it's absolutely wonderful, you know, it's absolutely wonderful. And um, there are two different types of meditations. One is the, and all of this has come from the Gita. Vipassana is all about the Gita. Being the, the key word there is equanimity. You look at things in the external world and you do not allow yourself to feel happy or sad. You do not, like you just go into equanimity mode. It's called sama, some, 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 something in Hindi. Sama means e equal. So you just... Whatever you see, everything is just equal and you're just, you're peaceful. So you get to this and you're meditating and what you're meditating on is you start meditating on your breath in and out. You're observing the breath, like on, on one part of the nostril, you're just focusing on one part of the nostril and you're feeling the airflow coming in and out and they expand it, expand it, expand it. And then you start to feel sensations in your entire body. So it's basically just observing the breath and sensations in the body. That's the whole Vipassana. And you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's beautiful as you go deeper. It's like, oh, there was another level. level. I didn't know and like oh there's another level who didn't who knew so you get to you get to experience deeper levels of meditations really good 
um, and you're not talking to anybody, you're not even making eye contact with anybody, you submit your phone in the beginning. So that is one level. So what uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna talks about in the Gita is that you detach from the material world because the material world, you realize at some point that the material world is not going to give you any happiness at all. You can get as much money as you want. You can get as much uh, anything, pretty much. Like you, you can get name, fame, respect or whatever. You can get a, acceptance from people. But the more you get, the more you want. It's never ending. It's just, it's absolutely never ending. So when you withdraw from the external world and you start to source all of that from within you, then you start to feel real eternal happiness. And that is called self-realization. So these are a few different pieces, puzzle pieces that I'm tying in together right now. Self-realization is when you understand that you are the soul. You are an eternal, immortal soul. And when this body dies, you do not die. Your soul is eternal and it goes into another body. It takes another life. It's a reincarnation. It, um, the, the soul never can be burned. That's what it says in the Gita. Never can be burned, never can be cut, never can be like whatever, all of that. It, it is eternal. It is immortal. Um, so w when you get to that realization, not intellectual knowledge, but realized knowledge that yes, you are the soul and we have 30 miles of gunk in front of our soul that we have to cut through and cut through and cut through and hack our way through until we can finally see our soul. And when we have gone through that 30 miles, then we can actually see our souls. And um, in the last verse that we did, three, uh, chapter 3, verse 37, uh, Bhagavan Shri Krishna, uh, sorry, Prabhupada actually says in his commentary that there are three ways to attain God. We can attain God through knowledge, Gyan Yoga. We can attain God through Eightfold Yoga system, which is Ashtang Yoga. And we can attain God through Bhakti Yoga. So once, um, so the this path of self-realization is through the Ashtang Yoga, I believe, probably, is through that. So we're going, the Eightfold Yoga system, we're going through and just observing, we're meditating. So uh, we're, uh, we can achieve self-realization through that. Now, that's detaching from the world and sourcing happiness from within. That's step one. Now, the dualists believe that there is a step two. For, for the non-dualists, that's it. That's the step. We realize we are the soul and then we realize we are Brahman and we're one with Brahman and we merge with Brahman. Right? That's step one. What the dualists believe is that there is a step two. Step two is that we realize that there is God. We, we don't only self-realize. We don't only go through self-realization we go through god realization we we have god realization where we realize that krishna is god or whatever you want to call it whatever name you want to call it jesus is dad or allah or whatever you want to call it but uh, you realize that god there is a god that the god is separate and i'm going to call him krishna so i'm just going to say krishna so you realize that krishna is god there is a god and that is krishna and you build that eternal relationship with god where your 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 relationship is the relationship of loving god of wanting to do whatever you can to make god happy everything that you can do every moment of your life whatever you can do to make god happy that is step two that is bhakti so um, the Gyan Yoga, the Ashtang Yoga and the Bhakti Yoga. So this is Bhakti. 
So that is step two. So now when we're going to Vipassana, we're learning about step one. Now, I don't think that this is, uh, I'm sorry, I, so I, I shouldn't use step one and step two. I'm saying that this is one aspect of detaching from the world. And then the second aspect is attaching to God. Now, when it is it is much harder to detach from the world and, it, uh, and just be nothing and have nothing, no thoughts, no emotions, just be at a place of absolute neutrality. It's much harder to do that. It is much easier. And even the Advaita people, even the impersonalists, even the non-dualists believe that. They agree with that, that it, it is uh, the only way to really get to God. So they believe that you need bhakti in order to get to God so that you can attach to something because human beings need to be able to attach to something. And then you pull back from there and you become Brahman. That's what they say. So uh, in the Bhakti Yoga, of course, in the Dvaita perspective, in the ISKCON perspective, um, and I, in what I, I don't have um, scriptural proof for that. I don't have Shastra Praman for that, but I do believe that instinctu instinctively, and I'm trying to get to a place of realization of that. But yes, I, I feel that uh, it is going to be that we detach from the world and we attach to God and we realize that God is separate and we attach to God. And uh, so and that not only is that easier, it is much easier, but it is you we get to a higher place because uh, Brahman is like the sunshine and we get to the actual sun, the core of the sun, which is Krishna. So we get to a higher place, we get to a deeper place. So what? So you can when you go to vipassana, you can do that. It's it's amazing, and you can do that, and you can detach from the world, and you can focus on the breath inside. Or when you do, when you're going down the iskon path, or the dvaita path, or the Hare Krishna path, or the <laughs> Krishna path, Krishna consciousness path, or the bhakti yoga path. We realize that we detach from the world and attach to God, and we. Um, where was I going with this? Ah, I've forgotten. Um, okay, so <laughs> there, there was a point I was trying to make, but let me uh, just uh, rephrase. Okay, so you realize that... Uh so when we attach to God, the path that we, the place that we get to is Golok Vrindavan. And that is a, a much higher place because it's a higher, it's a place of bliss. It's not just a place of non-existence and neutrality and like nothingness. It's a place of bliss. It's a place of, so in the Shikshashtakam, which uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had written 500 years ago, it says it's an Anandambudhi Vardhanam. It is an, Vardhanam means increasing, Anand means bliss, Ambudhi means ocean. So it's an ever expanding ocean of bliss that's something that you don't get from the non-dualism thing this is only a dualist concept because you are attaching you are loving and you're getting an ex you, you're getting into ecstasy all the time and you're feeling this ever expanding not just an ocean of bliss which is huge but you're getting an ever expanding ocean of bliss um, so yes, that that's the difference. So you can practice. You so some there was somebody who was saying, I think I want to practice meditation because I'm not able to focus while I'm chanting. So I was like, no, that is taking you to a wrong path because they are two. They're not steps. Step one and step two. I I shouldn't write that. I should come up with a better way of expressing that because it's not step one and then step two. It's not like that. It's two different paths. So if you pick this path, you're practicing that path of detaching from the world. And if you pick this path, you're practicing the path of attaching 
attaching to God. You don't have to detach first and then attach. You you can simply redirect your attachment of from material thing and just simply attach to God. So that's what you're practicing the right thing when you're right thing is in if you're going on this path, you're practicing a different path basically. Either way, you're practicing different things. So if you want to go to the bhakti uh, yoga path, then you should simply directly practice mantra meditation. And what mantra meditation is is the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And you do that one bead, one round, one uh, mala. Uh, is 108 beads and you do 108 times of this thing and that's one round and you do as many like the the recommended is 16 rounds a day which takes about two hours but you don't need to do 16 rounds you just start with one round so as you do that as you as you start chanting this you start clearing out that 30 miles of gunk that you have in front of your soul um, and so and this when you're chanting this this is called mantra meditation when you're chanting this you think about god and yes thoughts will come the same way as regular meditation thoughts will come you gently push them aside whenever you are you become aware of them and you think about god again and what do you think about in god whatever you want you can just hear the name that's the simplest and most effective way is just to simply hear yourself speak the name as you're chanting hare krishna hare krishna just engage your ear in hearing that and then slowly slowly you can start to think about other things you can think about the deity if you have this think about a part of the deities if you if there's a, a peacock feather you can think just about the peacock feather or you can think about pastimes or you can think about um, the you know you can think about Yashoda Maya running after Krishna or you can think about the gopis <laughs> um, running like you know playing with Krishna whatever you want to uh, think about you can think about in terms of Krishna anything that you think about re related to Krishna but you can just pick whatever works for you or you can just focus your mind on one thing you can focus your mind on the color or, or the face or the eyes or the peacock feather or whatever you want to do or you can simply just hear the first step is to, to simply start by hearing hearing it and then you can slowly but surely start to build that and it takes years decades like don't there's no rush at all you start with one round a day you start with one round a week and then you start with one round a, two days a week or three days a week and then you start with one round a day and then you increase it like you slowly 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 you increase it you don't push yourself to do anything quick Okay, so yeah, that's the difference between Vipassana and um, the, so the ISKCON world provides a lot of different ways to engage with God. So the different ways are service. One of the most important, biggest things is, I mean, there's so many actually, it is not most important, but there's so many ways in which to engage. One of them is service. You can serve in many different ways. You can serve, like I said, I do flower plucking, I do kitchen service, I do food truck, I do dough making, I do tea making, I do, or you can do other things you can like you know make garlands or you can just cook food and bring um, uh, or cook at the temple to you know to serve prasad to krishna there are just a million ways you can go to food truck load food truck unload food truck um, the the seattle temple is very very active because we're uh, it's the most active i think iskon temple in the entire country because we're providing food every single day at the temple and the weekend all day long both days and we're sending six food trucks out every week 
to different parts of the uh, city to Seattle, Seattle Bellevue Redmond. And uh, we're doing, we're celebrating every festival. Oh my goodness, there's decorations in every festival, flowers, there's so much work needed, so much service needed. Um, there's uh, huge celebrations, 20,000 people coming in for Janmashmi, all that kind of stuff. So you can do that or you can study the Gita or you can listen to lectures or you can preach or you can distribute books. There are, or you can do kirtans, or you can do the chanting, of course. There are many, many, many ways to engage in uh, service of the Lord. So this, there's a whole community, and plus you can surround yourself with a community, so easily accessible community. You never are alone because you can go to the temple whenever you're feeling alone at home. You can just simply go to the temple and you'll find somebody or the other to talk to, or you can just simply sit there and chant or serve or something, you know. There's the the opportunities are endless. So this provides a way to engage all of our different senses and all of our different people with different skills and different abilities to do that. This uh, meditation, the Vipassana, is pretty much limited. Like you go for 10 days, there's some shorter also, two hours, three days, then things like that. And you can serve there, you can be a volunteer there. But it's much, much more limited in its capacity to be able to serve or to be able to attend. Uh, here, there is just a huge expansion. But the good thing is that it's very immersive. If you're going there for 10 days, you're giving your phone up and you're doing nothing else and you're just simply focused on that. So you, you get much deeper, much quicker, because you're just sitting there and focusing for 10 days with absolutely zero distractions. You're not supposed to do anything, not even write, not nothing, just simply focus. It's brilliant in that way. So yeah, they, they're, they're both excellent. And uh, of course, I am more interested. I want to do Vipassana again, for sure. Um, and I know very clearly now that I am very interested in getting to God. And to um, I, I'm very dualist right now and that's what I want to experience so okay I just wanted to ex explain the difference because I found myself explaining this difference to both my friends who went there and then other people also and I was like oh I can I can have a video about this and explain to everyone um, okay so that's it for this video uh, we shall I shall see you in the next video wish you a day filled with personal spiritual growth Rati Rati.